From Hollywood, California, the makers of old gold cigarettes bring you Meet Me at Parkies. Mr. Black, after being with the railroad for 55 years, I'd like to present you with these ties. Imagine, after 55 years, all I get is two railroad ties. There, there, Black. Don't get off the track. Why be irritated? Light an old gold and meet me at Parkies. You're the most extravagant wife a man could have. You're spending too much money on clothes. Clothes? Why, I'm wearing nothing but rags. And you're spending too much money on rags. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Why be irritated? Light an old gold and meet me at Parky's. Yes, come along. Come along, everybody, to Parky's Restaurant. Meet me at Parky's and say hello to Betty Rose, Obie Cates and his orchestra, Prudence Rockbottom, David Street, and our genial host, Park Your Carcass. Let me see now. I got to figure up yesterday's business. One and three is six. <laughs> is that right? Couldn't be because that leaves nine to carry. No good. Nine is too heavy to carry. I'll let it walk. Now, seven is don't go into four, so I got to push it. (laughs) Tight fit, but I made it. (laughs) Bulging out all over. Ah, me, all this bookkeeping is going to drive me crazy. When I first go in the restaurant business years ago, all you had to know was how to fry eggs. Today, you got to be a smertified public accountant. All the taxes they got now, withholding tax, income tax, outgo tax, payroll tax, exercise tax, unemployment tax, sales tax. Boy, am I deep in the heart of taxes. <laughs> I'm even dreaming about taxes now. Last night, I dreamed the government put a tax on breathing. They put a machine over your nose every time you inhale, they had to drop a penny in. <laughs> when you exhale, they drank up no sale. <laughs> you know, in the middle of my dream, the machine got stuck, couldn't get my breath. Lucky thing I sneezed and hit the jackpot. <laughs> figures, figures, figures got to be a regular financial gizzard. Got to know how to add, how to detract, how to emulsify. Hello, Parky. Oh, hello, Betty Rhodes. Are you messing up my books again? No, I'm just checking up on yesterday's business. Counted it three times to make sure I was right. What'd you get? Four different answers. <laughs> now what I really got to do, I got to pay $110 to the fishman. Oh, that fishman has got me all bowled up anyways. Yesterday, I ordered 65 pounds of fish. What do you think you send over? What? Three mackerel and one smelt. <laughs> That's four fish. And the prices they charge you, you think that fish was gold? Well, it could be. You know, Parky, I was reading that in certain parts of the world, fish is actually used for money. That's a good one, using fish for money. Well, what are you laughing about? I'd like to see somebody put a herring in a slot machine. <laughs> oh, here's Opie Case. Hello, Betty. Hi, Parky. Hi, Opie. You been over here yet, Parky? Why do you talk in griddles? Who's been over here? Miss Prudence Rockbottom, that woman that bought your building. She's due over here, and she's dying to meet you. Meet me? Look, Opie, I thought when I sent you over there, you were supposed to make love to her, so she's done make me to move out of the restaurant. But look, Parky, I've been thinking this whole thing over, and I figure you're older than I am, and I'd kind of like to see you get married first. 
<laughs> married? <laughs> Who's thinking about getting married? Well, she is. She told me to give you this picture of her. Take a look at it. Let me see it. Woo! <laughs> this is the homeliest woman that I've never seen in my life. Sparky, you're holding the picture upside down. Oh. I knew something was wrong. I'll turn it over. Even worse this way. Why is she making such a terrible face? Terrible face? She's smiling. Smiling? I will say one thing. She's got the prettiest tooth I ever seen. Why is she looking through a telescope? That's her nose. You know something? This is the most interesting thing that I've never seen. What? I wonder what there is about the right eye that makes your left eye want to keep on looking at it. Oh, you're awfully unkind, Parky. After all, she is a woman. You want a bet? <laughs> well, anyway, she's coming over here to see you, Parky, and you've either got to make up your mind to be nice to her or you'll be evicted, thrown out. Yeah, everything happens to me. Just like that great man once said. I forget now who it was that said it. I forget what he said, but it was wonderful. <laughs> Imagine, after 18 years, they're liable to throw me out of this place. I am overcome with emulsion. <laughs> great Scott. <laughs> Parky, you talk as if the world was coming to an end. Come on now, cheer up. Would you like to hear some music? So long as it ain't the wedding march, that's not for me. <laughs> well, what I want to do is I want you to hear a song I've been rehearsing with Opie. Come on, let's do it for Parky. just want the right to love you all of my life, just the right to take care of you all of my life, I just want the right to be near you always. Life can be as simple as a nursery rhyme. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all of the
every time you sing, your voice gets better and better. Thank you, Parky. And believe me, you know, I know about singing. For years, I was with the Metropolitan Opera Company. <laughs> Parky, then you must know all the operas. Oh, sure, know all the operas. Well, tell me, Parky, do you know the Barber of Seville? Barbara Seville, you're waiting for me to tell that joke. I suppose you want me to tell you that he shaves me every morning. <laughs> well, he don't, see? He only cuts my hair. <laughs> oh, look who's here, Bob Williams. Hi, fellas. Hello, Betty. Hey, uh, Parky, what's the matter? You're not your usual smiling self. You can tell me what I got to smile about. You know, I've been here 18 years, and my new landlady, Prudence Rockbottom, sends me a conviction notice. What? Gonna throw me out. I got to either marry her, or she throws me out of the restaurant. Right on the end of my lease. <laughs> I tell you, Bob, that makes me so mad. Some now, days wait, I... wait. There, there, Parky. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. You know, Parky, you're set for real pleasure when you light up a fine cigarette. But listen, you won't find that pleasure in a cigarette that's hot, harsh, and dry. I see. You all through now, Bob? No, I'm going to tell about the apple honey. About the what? Apple honey. Apple honey. Oh, okay, dear. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you see, Old Gold's fine tobaccos are conditioned with a special moisture-protecting agent made from the juice of fresh apples. We call it apple honey. And it actually helps prevent cigarette dryness. And to give you a smoke of delightful extra flavor, a touch of rare, keen-tasting Latakia tobacco is added to Old Gold's blend of many great tobaccos. Blend? Yeah. I was once in love with a blend. A peroxide blend. <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, okay, Parky. Old Gold's extra flavor plus special protection against cigarette dryness. Aren't these what you want in a cigarette? Yes. <laughs> well, you know, that's old gold So as soon as you can, try a pack, Parky And when Prudence Rockbottom bothers you, Parky Why be irritated? Light an old gold Bob, you're fascinating, you know that? <laughs> I think I will light up an old gold You know, I want to try out my new cigarette lighter anyway a new flint. Parky, you better stop fooling around with that Rube Goldberg lighter of yours and get into your best bib and tucker, because Miss Rockbottom should be here very soon. Oh, I got too much work to do, and it's impossible to get any help today. You know, I've got to do everything around here. On top of everything else, the dishwasher just walked out of me. The dishwasher walked out on you, or well, what was the reason? Said he couldn't find no pearls in the oysters. <laughs> Now I'm stuck without a dishwasher. Oppie, say, come here a minute, will you? What do you want, Parky? Look, my dishwasher just quit. I want you to go down to the employment agency and get me a new dishwasher. Okay, give me a dime for car fare. Car fare? Why don't you walk? It's only 16 miles. <laughs> Uphill. Parky, you got me all wrong. I'm an orchestra leader, not a mountain climber. Look, Hoppy, you're a good friend of mine, and I don't would like to see you riding on streetcars. What's wrong with streetcars? You mean you don't know what's wrong with streetcars? <laughs> I'll show you. Look, you're standing on the corner of Hollywood Boulevard and Vine Street. It's 10 o'clock at night. Are you sure it's me? <laughs> Was it you? 
What am I doing up so late? You can't sleep. You got in zombie. Well, what do you know about that? Now, after waiting for half an hour, sleep car finally comes tearing down the street. Which way is it going? What difference does it make? Well, it does to me. Maybe that car's going in the opposite direction. No, it was there already. It's coming back now. <laughs> now, the car is heading down the street doing 40, 50, 60 miles an hour. And you start running after the car. What color is it? <laughs> what color is it? Any color. Blue, green, yellow, brown. You're running like anything, trying to catch the car. Not me. I'm waiting for the red one. <laughs> You know, red's my favorite color. I don't care where it goes. <laughs> oh, never mind that. Now, after running ten blocks, you're neck and neck with the car. You give one leap. Uh-oh. I slipped, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Tore my good pants, too. Yeah. yeah, but you don't let a little thing like that stop you. You try again, and this time, you almost make it. Oh, I'm doing better, huh? Yeah. <laughs> now the car is doing 70. You're holding on. But it's dragging you all over the rocks. Are they tearing up that street again? <laughs> all the women start screaming. Finally, the motorman brings the car to a stop. Oh, boy, I made it, huh? You get on. Now the car stops with a jerk. That's me. <laughs> you see an empty seat, and you make a dive for it, and you sit down. I'm not comfortable. Why not? There's two women standing on my feet. <laughs> you pay no attention to them. You stop to read the newspaper. Smuddenly, you get angry. Why? The guy who owns the newspaper turns the page. <laughs> he can't do that to me. That's just what you say. Yes, sir. I'll slug him. I'll ruin him. I'll mash him to a pulp. Uh, careful, Oppie. He's twice as big as you are. I'll apologize. <laughs> it's too late. No, it ain't. I'll get up from my seat. No, you won't. You'll get up from the floor. <laughs> well, how'd I get there? Did you see that left hooky through? No. That's how you got on the floor. <laughs> You're stretched out. You hear a siren. An ambulance draws up. The two of you get in. Me and the guy I was fighting with. No, you and your lawyer. <laughs> they rush you to a hospital. You're unconscious. Your girlfriend comes to the bedside. She bends down and kisses you. Well, don't she know I'm unconscious? No, she... She's kissed you before. <laughs> oh, this is murder. Why did I ever get into such a jam like this? Because you insisted on riding on a streetcar. <laughs> you know something, Parker? You just made up my mind for me. You're right. You don't have to give me a dime for that car, sir. Good boy, Opie. You're going to walk, huh? Nope. You're going to give me three bucks. I'm going to take a taxi. <laughs> Look, Opie, forget all about going to the employment agency. Let's do the dishes together 50-50. 50-50? Yeah, you wash and I'll watch. <laughs> oh, I ain't got time. I got to rehearse my band. We're playing for a benefit tonight. If you're playing for my benefit, you can stop right now. <laughs> oh, come on, Parky. Don't be so hard on poor O.P. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you one thing, Betty. Unless that O.P. pays his bill, what he and those 21 fugitives in his orchestra run up here for food, I'm going to throw him out of here. And when I say something, my word is not final. <laughs> Oh, Parky, Opie and his boys are a fine aggregation of musicians. I don't need no aggravation from musicians. <laughs> With all the orchestras I want and bigger names than him, too. Oh, Parky, what bigger names would play in your restaurant? Ah, uh, lots of them. You ever hear of Paul Vitamins? Well... <laughs> <laughs> 
Gene Krupy? <laughs> Tommy Doorstep? <laughs> Cap Calories? <laughs> Duke Axelgrease? <laughs> that Spanish fella, what's his name? Xavier Cosgott? <laughs> can play digga-digga-doo like Opie Case. Show him what I mean, Opie. sounded swell. Well, thank you, Bob Williams, but I thought you'd gone on home. Oh, no, I've been sitting in the booth over there studying my American history. Uh, Opie, can you remember what happened in, uh, 1752? 1752? Yeah. I can't even remember what happened last night. <laughs> well, you see, 1752 was the year that Benjamin Franklin discovered lightning while flying a kite. Well, imagine a big man his age flying a kite. <laughs> He ought to be ashamed of himself wasting paper that way. Well, look, uh, Opie, you know, it was only eight years later in 1760 that the Lorillard business was founded. You mean to stand there and tell me that they were making kites, too? <laughs> no, no, Opie. The name Lorillard stands for nearly 200 years of association with the world's choice tobaccos. Now, this vast experience is reflected in the quality of old gold cigarettes today. 
marvelous quality consistently maintained despite wartime conditions. Oh, I know all about old gold's quality. I had a pack once. <laughs> what I want to know is when do I get to try another pack? <laughs> well, you know, as to quantity, although the cigarette situation is temporarily eased, Opie... Well, you know, as to quantity, although the cigarette situation is temporarily eased, Opie, we're still in a fighting war. Yet we're doing our best to assure your share of the old goals for home front enjoyment. So, Opie, if you must take substitute brands today, remember, you may have old goals tomorrow. I heard that, Bob. Can I have a pack of old goals tomorrow? Well, if it isn't David Street. Hiya, David. How's the big newspaper man today? Fine. Say, Opie tells me that Parky's getting married to the rich Miss Rockbottom. Okay to print that? Well, Parky hasn't even met her yet, but she's coming over here. In fact, she should be here very soon. You know, I'd like to see Parky get married. Be good for him. Yes, a wife can be a great comfort to a man. Yep, one of those days I'm going to get one of those things someday. Maybe after the war. Well, what are you waiting for, the new models to come out? <laughs> Say, that's a good one. I'm going to use that in my column. How about tonight, Betty? Same place, same time? Uh-huh. Swell, I'll meet you in the public library at 8 o'clock. <laughs> I'm so thrilled to meet you, Mr. Parker Carkers. I never realized you were so young and so uh, handsome. Well, I'm afraid that... Uh... I'm Prudence Rockbottom. We're going to be so happy together. I beg your pardon. I'm not Parky Carcass, but I'd be glad to call him. Oh, you don't have to call anybody. You'll do. <laughs> oh, you lovely man. <laughs> oh, Miss Rockbottom. Parky's been looking forward to meeting you. He has? Oh, the lovely man. <laughs> I can just picture myself as Mrs. Parky Carcass. It's a strange name, isn't it? Uh, Parky Carcass. It's strange, but it's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Parky. Yes? Oh, hello, Dave. Is this your grandfather? <laughs> Rockbottom Parky's been here for 18 years. Yes, and he's worked so hard to make it a success. That's right. For 18 years, I worked like a dog. 27 hours a day. <laughs> Ridiculous. How can you work 27 hours a day? I get up early. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Rockbottom, there must be some way to make everybody happy. Uh, well, if we could get married... Oh, uh, wait a minute, Fred. Before we're going to get married, I think we should get engaged first, don't you? You know something? I believe in long engagements. You do? Yeah. How long? 22 years. <laughs> but in 22 years, I'll be 32. <laughs> All right, you got 32. You want to drive a 64? <laughs> A delightful sense of humor, Miss Rockbottom. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, Parky dear, let's get married at once. I'm a smart businesswoman. I own 38 buildings. You do? Darling, maybe I do love you. Maybe we could be happy together, just the 40 of us. <laughs> the 40 of us? Yeah, you and me in the 38 buildings. <laughs> oh, Parky, can't you see that I'm madly in love with you? Take me in your arms. Hold me tight. Kiss me, Parky. Kiss me. Please, not here. People will talk. <laughs> what 
little bit tall. Me, I'm a stool pigeon. <laughs> oh, Parky, I have such wonderful plans. For our honeymoon, we'll go way out west to my ranch. We'll go out hunting together. You know, I handle a gun like a man. You do? Yes, I shoot from the hip. From way out there? <laughs> What is this, the lover's first quarrel? Parky, I'm surprised at you. You've been very harsh with Miss Rockbottom. That's not like you at all. Come on, you two kids. Now, kiss and make up. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, Parky, dear, whisper sweet nothings to me. Tell me you love me. Okay, you talked me into it. I love you. <laughs> oh, those are the most wonderful words I've ever heard. But, Parky, you may love me now, but will you love me when I'm old and ugly? Well, I do, don't I? <laughs> David, you'd better sing something before Prudence gets angry again. Okay, Betty. what we should do so long as we're going to get engaged is to do this thing upright. Next week, we'll have a big engagement party and we'll all have a big smell of blessing. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cook for everybody a big duke dinner. A duke dinner? You mean a duck dinner? I mean a duke dinner. I went duck hunting with a duke and the duke didn't duck. It's a duke dinner. <laughs> Oh, 
the second episode of Meet Me in Parkies. For the further adventures of Park Your Carcass, Obi Cates and his orchestra, David Street, Prudence Rockbottom, and Betty Rhodes, tune in again next Sunday, same time, same station. Is it a date? Okay, then, meet me at Parkies. <laughs> The domestic fuel situation will be tighter this coming winter than at any time since the war began. The magnitude of the job ahead in the Pacific will keep fuel requirements high, and manpower, equipment, and other necessary factors in supplying fuel will remain short. Therefore, conserve fuel next winter by installing heat-saving material and by checking on all heating equipment to ensure peak efficiency. And now until next Sunday evening, don't let little annoyances get you down. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Its tobaccos are conditioned with apple honey to help guard against cigarette dryness and to give you more smoking pleasure. Bob Williams saying goodnight for old gold. International Broadcasting Company.